Episode, is this 189? 189. Damn, episode 189, Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. Yeah, we about to go in. What's going on, Josh? Um, First, before we do anything else, gotta mm. send a shout out and love to Philly's own Dawn mm. Staley. The first Olympian in basketball ever to win gold as a player and as a coach. And a coach, man. See, this fucking city, there used to be a Dawn Staley mural. Mural, yeah. On Market Street, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. That mural is gone. Or it went into disarray or disrepair, whatever the fuck. Y'all need to, to, after this shit, you know, she's she's had so many accomplishments since that mural went up. You know, every year you could have been, oh, Dawn Staley did some dope, unprecedented shit, going mm-hmm. to throw that mural back up. The first Olympian to win as a player and a coach, y'all got to throw that mural back up. And yeah. if, if you don't do it in, on Market Street, do it in North Philly, wherever the fuck Dawn Staley, I don't know what block she from, wherever she from, if her grandmama and her mom's still around and they, you know, on that block, put the mural right where she where she came up from. Yes, you know what absolutely. I mean? And, and stop fucking playing around with, with one of the great basketball <clears throat> players and coaches and minds of our lifetime. Duh, we got a statue of a fictional boxer in this city. A fictional boxer who got beat the fuck up by Mr. T <laughs> on the first the, the first go around. Get the fuck like, out of here. We need a statue of Dawn or something. Like, I, I, like, like my thing is, she's she's an out and out legend that I do not like. I'm gonna be honest with you. Me and you talked about this. I wanted her as a coach of the Sixers. Oh man, no bullshit. Yo. She should be the coach of the Sixers right now. Yeah. That would be crazy. I bet you she got Ben. I bet you she'd have got Ben Simmons to shoot the basketball. Shoot. <laughs> telling you now. She'd have got Ben to shoot. Yeah, man. I listen, I, I really wanted her to get that coaching job. I wanted her. I know she was supposedly up for the one in Portland, maybe. In Portland, yeah. Yeah. Um I think I heard her name, you know, in the yeah. chatter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, I wish she would have got the one here. I mean, I know like that probably wasn't going to happen. Like they were dead set on getting doc, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I really would have loved to have Dawn be the coach here, man. Like she would have, I think she would have done a great job. Like, and I also think we're out of that stage. Like there's so many, um, basketball players that support the WNBA, like NBA mm-hmm. players who like support the WNBA players and go to the games and all that. Kind of, I think like that, um, you know, inferior sport idea BS is like completely gone now. Like yeah. these, these guys, and especially like you look at a guy like Ben Simmons, like his sister was a basketball player. And like, mm-hmm. I think like these ideas of like, oh, well, you know, like they can't, they don't, they're not going to, you know, be able to coach guys and all that kind of shit. I think that shit is out the window. These dudes right. come up, I, I like Tobias Harris, I think sister or something like that plays ball. Like mm-hmm. they, these dudes come up in a different like environment toward, yeah. 
um, women in sports and shit like that. I mean, like, I remember when uh, women going into the locker rooms was like a taboo Taboo, yeah, yeah. None of that shit exists anymore. So, like, I think those ideas are kind of archaic. And it's just going to take, like, the first team to take that chance. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Hire a head coach and... and yeah, I mean, like, I know Becky it. Hammond, she's been on the San Antonio Spurs staff forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so she's like, supposedly she's next in line for Pop when Pop leaves. When Pop goes, yeah. She's yeah. going to get Pop's job, which Crazy. completely makes sense. Um, yeah. But uh, I would have loved to see Dawn come here. And, like, you know, again, shout out to Dawn, like, fucking out and out legend. Mm-hmm. Um, who, you know, she gets a lot of love here. I don't think she gets enough love in this city. Right, right. Yeah, she's one of them ones, you know what I mean? Philly Philly loves, you know, Joe Frazier. Mm-hmm. Philly loves AI. You know what I mean? Philly always loved Doc, you know what I mean? After he came here, Dawn Staley's one of them ones, you yeah. know what I mean? One of those, like, figures in Philly sports history that we love, you know what yeah. I mean? And it would have been ill, yeah, like you said, to see her as the coach of the Sixers. She's from Philly, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That would have been crazy. I, you know, I think that um, I definitely agree with what you said about uh, the players themselves having like a more I don't even want to say egalitarian attitude. Just like it's not a big fucking deal that yeah. women also <laughs> are involved in like sports culture and the sports industry. I see a lot of um men on the internet that have an issue with that. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. The people who can actually ball <laughs> have no yeah. problem with it. You know what I mean? And these dudes are professionals. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If like like imagine you know, if you were like a hooper or whatever, and like they hired a woman as a coach, like what the fuck? What do you What are you gonna do? You Still know what coach, I'm saying? Like coach, like you know what I mean? You're gonna be like, you can't coach me, ma'am. Like nah, these niggas is professionals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They they work, they go to work. You know, you get a new coach, you you work under the coach's system. If you have issues with how they, you know, manage the team and, and how, you know, um, they strategize the game and all of that shit, then that's a separate issue. But, yeah. you know, in 2021, to be to think that a professional basketball player would would be like uh you know no no skirts in the locker room that's like like you said it's antiquated it's yeah. like some old school shit yeah 100% and and yeah what you mentioned too is like you look you like you look at somebody like Mina Kimes or Sarah Spain's mentions on mm-hmm. Twitter it's disgusting and like yeah. some of the most vile shit and it's like it's some dude sitting on his sofa somewhere like Athletes respect these people, and like even right. people in their profession respect them. Like Mina Collins is praised all across the board as like being a mm-hmm. fucking savant with football. So like when you see other people going like, "Oh well, she shouldn't be covering the sport. What did she never played it?" And it's like neither did you. Like you know what right. I mean? Like right. maybe you played high school ball, maybe, but like most yeah. of y'all never played outside the you know, fucking street. Like you know what I mean? So. Yeah. If that, because yeah. a lot of y'all niggas wasn't outside. Nah. And you wasn't off the porch. No. Now like, you on the internet being you, a sucker. Your Madden experience is it uh <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you ever see the dudes um sp- specifically with WNBA players, 
the dudes in their mansions challenging them to one on one. Yes, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yo, you can't you can't ball, and you fucking look at the dude's profile pic, and he looks like Mister Potato Head. Yeah, but he thinks he can beat. I don't fucking know Lisa Leslie or some Duh. shit. That was one of <laughs> my basketball. favorite episodes of Martin when the women like house them. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I see because I knew it like Cheryl Miller because like I remember watching like NBA on NBC and I'm talking about Cheryl Miller and I remember yeah. she was one of the first women who was like like commentating for games and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I knew how great like a woman could be like because Reggie Miller was a fucking great basketball player and all I ever heard was Cheryl Miller bust his ass every time they played. So smoking him. I grew up with a kind of idea of like, oh, women can like really play basketball is a fucking very uh, uh, even field for 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 men and women, especially when you're talking about like some bum dude who sits on his sofa all day. Like, right. Women can right. bust ass in basketball. So like, I don't like that's something where it was just like I see shit like that. Like I, I saw yesterday somebody mentioned Sue Bird's like like um, mm. credentials for like winning. It was like three pages <laughs> worth of shit. Like yeah, from like yeah. her winning like early on in like state championships as like an eighth grader all the way through high school, all the way through like she's won like five medals and like all this crazy shit. Where it's just Jeez. like this person is like so accomplished. If she was a guy, she would be like, oh, they'd be like, yo, she's fucking Jordan, and like, you know what yeah. I mean? Certified. Yeah, and, and it, it like it's crazy. Um, I've tried to get more into WNBA um, and watching the sport because it is a it is it is a good game to watch, man. Like it's pretty yeah. fluid. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you love basketball, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. It, I never had. I'm not gonna front like I'm like the biggest WNBA fan. You know what I mean? I don't even watch the league that much yeah. anymore. The NBA, um, but yeah, like it's you love the game of basketball, which I do. You sit and watch motherfuckers play basketball, dude. You know I would I mean? love to talk if, about like the the dunking and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't need that. No, I mean <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I don't need that. No, I mean I would love if Philly had a WNBA team. Like I would love it. I'd Yo. go to those games on a regular basis. Just man, it just recruit Jones that hoop here. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like man, I, man, I, I I would love if Philly got a WNBA team. I know like they try to keep costs down, so like expansion is probably not a thing that's going to happen anytime really soon. But like, yeah. Philly better be next on the list for a WNBA team, man, for real. Yeah, that would be so crazy. Yeah. And then kids could come and see, man. Yeah, God bless. Ooh, was that Stern, David Stern? That, yes. Uh, yeah, he he kind of like spearheaded that. Yeah, and like and kind of like forced the league to be like the supporting aspect of it and, and make sure. And they've grown so much, man. Like it, it, I'm really happy to see it. And like again, man. Mm-hmm. Like Dawn, pure legend, man. Shout out to you, man. Salute for real. Yeah, respect. Um, one quick thing before we get into the topics this week. Uh, I want to mention this. Like I've talked about, I've been posting about this show a lot and and, uh, I'm like proud of it. Like I got a, like I'm part of the getting it made and I'm not. There's a Mm -hmm. show called Reservation Dogs um, that just came on Hulu. It's on Hulu streaming. Um, It's part of like FX and Hulu streaming thing. Um, It's on Hulu. The first two episodes are available when you, by the time you listen to this or by the time it's available, the first two episodes are available to watch on there. Um, yeah. It's a comedy. 
Um, I ended up crying watching it, but that's only because oh, I was happy, like just tears yeah. of joy. Um, and it's about like these four kids who live in Indian territory. Um, excuse me, what they consider Indian territory, but like in indigenous territory in Oklahoma. Um, and like, they're just like four, like, you know, kids, like, you know, little mm-hmm. hoodlum type kids sometimes, but they're kids, you know yeah. what I mean? Which is one of the things like you're watching it and you go like, all right, I didn't grow up. Like, obviously I didn't grow up. I grew up in Philly, so I didn't grow up in no res or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But I did grow up in, with friends who we did little shitty stuff and you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like in its base, it's very relatable to like kids growing up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so, for me, it's so big to like, and the reason why I was like tearing up watching it is to like see any representation of that on mm-hmm. like a major network like that, a major streaming service like that. Yeah. In the simple fact that like when I was a kid, man, like the only thing I had was like very stereotypical, um, uh, portrayals of indigenous peoples, yeah. even stereotypical portrayals of like Jewish kids. Cause I'm. Part, you know, I'm half Jewish too, so like very mm-hmm. stereotypical like things like that. But like, yeah. or my man from Hey Dude, the indigenous bull that was on Hey Dude was oh, <laughs> shit yeah, was yeah. literally it. Yeah. Like and that's it. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. or you know, or I had to watch fucking Dances with Wolves or something. Like, really, all we had. I remember loving the movie Thunderheart with Val Kilmer because he was half indigenous, like in the movie, mm-hmm. and so. I, I think I've ever watched Thunderheart. Oh, it's not a good movie. It's terrible. It's, it, but oh. it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's a cop procedural type thing, like, you know, a murder yeah, investigation. Yeah. But like, oh, he's half indigenous, half indigenous, like, you know, quote unquote. But like, yeah. hey, I'm half indigenous. Like, this is awesome. Like, you know, I yeah, get to see go. something like that. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, like as a kid, I never got that. Like, you know, never got to see any of that. And like, I just thought, like, as I'm watching, I'm just like, all like a lot of the kids, the main character kids, they were saying are all pretty much first time actors. There's like one or two that did some other Ooh, stuff, but a lot of them are nice. first time actors. And there was mm-hmm. one kid who's completely never done any kind of acting, just showed up for the audition and like got the job. <laughs> and he's like acting against like seasoned indigenous actors and like doing a great job. And yeah, it's really funny and heartfelt. And there's so much mm. relatable shit in there, whether you're from the res or not. Like, just shit. Like, this whole second episode essentially takes place at, uh, like, the free clinic. You know what I mean? Um, oh, shit. And, like, if you grow up in a city, there's fucking free clinics that you went to, and they're always mm-hmm. packed and busy, and you got to wait forever to be seen. Yeah. And, like, yep. that is a complete shit. Even go to an ER, it's that. Like, a, a, a fucking city ER is this that way. So... Yeah, these like those so much relatable shit. It's about like being kids and like growing up and like being in a place that you're trying to get away from, which is like every kid's story. Like you want to get away mm-hmm. from this, the area that you're in, and it's really great. Like there's you know, um, it's co-produced by uh, Take Watiti and mm-hmm. um, Sterling Harjo. Like the the Sterling Harjo is like the showrunner, and he was co-producer, and so is Take Watiti, and like um. Uh, I was listening to an interview with Sterling, and he was saying that uh, 
Taika and him became friends like um, for years of like the indigenous filmmaker uh, community. So they uh -huh. became friends years ago, and then like they've been trying to get it in. And now that now that uh, Taika is like in a bigger position in like Hollywood, he's like right. he's co-producing. He co-produces this, obviously, but he's also like exec producing a couple other indigenous filmmakers' new stuff because like, hey, I got the ability. I'm reaching down and yeah. grabbing everybody. That's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. And like That's exactly what you're supposed to do. It made my heart warm, like just watching it, like and just see yeah. and then like listening to like the stories behind it. And like Sterling um uh, was talking about uh his like the way he like kind of came up in the industry where he was like he had made an independent film and it got into Sundance and it was like mm. a big hit at Sundance. So he was like, Oh, of course. And then I get all these meetings in Hollywood. <laughs> he said Right. Part of the problem, though, is nobody wants to make independent movies. So, like, nobody wanted to give me the yeah. money to make what I wanted to make. So I right. had to, he was like, I had to make it, he's like, I had three choices, essentially. I had to, I could either quit and just give up and not do this anymore. And he was like, yeah. I wasn't going to do that. I just couldn't do that. He was like, t option two was go be a PA and, like, work mm. my way up in in the industry. Or... He was like, option three was, I got a lot of love in Oklahoma. Where I'm from, people love me and support me. He was like, so I could go back there and just do what I wanted to do, find ways to finance it myself. And he was uh -huh. like, and that's what I did. He was like, I went back home. Yeah. I used the support I had in the community, and I fucking started making shit. And he was like, all that shit led to this. Like, uh -huh. you know what I mean? And he, that's the fucking way. Yo. Yeah, man. That's yeah. the way. Yeah, if you're so if you and you if you check that show out and you dig that stuff, there's a um a sketch comedy group essentially, um an improv group called the 1491s, which mm. um Sterling is part of, and then um Dallas Goldtooth, who's he plays like this um in the show, he plays like a like spirit warrior type dude, but he's fucking mm. hilarious. It's great. Like he he talks about like being at uh, the um, battle of Little Bighorn and oh, seeing shit. seeing Custer and being like, "Yo, I'm coming for you, uh, 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 gold hair and all that," and then like riding in and his horse steps in a gopher hole and flips and crushes him to death. He was like, "So I really didn't get a chance to fight, like you know what I mean?" Right, right. But he's in that yeah. he's in that 1491s group. So like, there's a bunch of sketches on YouTube that you can watch, but it's great and like, you know. Um, I just want to try and get as many people to watch it as, as humanly possible because A, I think it's great, and B, mm -hmm. you know, we I want more stuff like this. And, like, the way we get more stuff like this is by supporting this kind of shit. Yeah, got to run them numbers up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. like, check it out, Res Reservation Dogs. As, as soon as we're done here today, I'm going to throw it on and start it because it's crazy. Um, I don't know if it was, like, a week ago you were talking about it and I tried to throw it on. I saw it on Hulu, but it was just like it's just it was a like trailer. coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tried. I was like, oh shit, this is not out yet. So yeah, when we uh soon as we're done, yeah. I'm throwing it on. I'm great. Run it's really, show. really great. Um Yeah, yeah. And I was surprised. I thought it was just gonna be the one episode. And then like the first episode ended and I'm watching the credits. And like then the second episode started. I was like, oh shit, that's what's up. Like we got two episodes. Mm -hmm. So I was I was really happy about that. Um but yeah, it's, it's really, really good, man. Like I, I think, I think folks will really enjoy it because um, it's really funny. Um, and if you like, like if you like Tekawatiti's like humor at all, 
um, mm-hmm. you'll find the parallel. You know what I mean? Definitely. Or, oh, and real quick too, before we get to the uh, the topics, I know I'm, I just said that, but when this goes up tomorrow, this will come up Wednesday or whatever. If if you're listening to this before like midnight, go to uh, NBC slash AGT, America's Got Talent or whatever. Vote, and you can vote for the homie Randy's group, Gangst- uh, Gangsta Grass, because um, mm-hmm. they're on. Shout out Randy. Yeah, they're sh- they're on America's Got Talent tonight. We're all recording. It'll be up. I'll, I'm mm-hmm. gonna repost it on our on our socials too. You know, show love yeah, to yeah. the brother and. Um, you know, because Randy's an amazing talent, man, and I, I you know, I want to support that man as much as humanly possible. Yeah, super dope, dude. I'm gonna send him a message of just like encouragement and shit. Mm-hmm. Super dope, dude. Always showed us love. Always, you know, when you see him in the real world, he greets you warmly. Yes. you know, just a, a beautiful dude. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. he gave he gave me my first element of like quote unquote fame in front of my kids, like. <laughs> we stopped in um, a comic book store, Amalgam, shout out Amalgam, and yeah, yeah. he was in there and saw me and was like, oh shit, you're, you're Josh from Serious Rap Shit. And this is like the first time I had met him. And met him, yeah. he was like, yo, blah, blah, blah. And he was talking to me and my kids was with me. My daughters were with me. And like, I talked for a little while and then like I grabbed whatever I was grabbing for the girls and then we left out. And when we were leaving out, the girls were like, are you like famous or whatever? And I was like, absolutely not. I am poor. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but it you was- You can be famous and poor. Yes, that's definitely true. Um, but no, he, you know, he's a genuine, awesome guy and yeah, his group- Super talent. Yeah, so. his group is amazing. Like the, so I, I want to show love. And he like, he had posted um, the, where they're staying at now um, cause like they're, you know, I guess America's Got Talent put them up or whatever. He yeah. had, he mentioned like the first time I came out to LA, we stayed like a block up from where we're staying now. And I remember saying to myself, when we come back out here, we're staying there mm-hmm. and they're staying there. And like that shit makes my heart warm. Like that's the kind of shit that makes yeah. me happy. And like, so I'm so happy to see that. You know what I mean? It's, it's so awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Randy. Yeah. Uh, definitely, man. I, I'm so, so, so happy for him. Um, so for the, uh, the topics this week, I wanted to mention this, um, this was actually on the the rundown for last week. We didn't get to it. Um, Mm -hmm. so Jamel Hill was on the barbershop that LeBron James joint, uh, TV show. Yes. He does. Um, she mentioned that Pac and Big eventually, like, I guess they, they were talking about like the top fives and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And she mentioned the fact that like Pac and Big eventually have to like move out of the top five. Mm hmm. And. I saw a lot of flack that she was getting online. Like Jamel gets a lot of flack <laughs> on Twitter flack anyway. In general. <laughs> but I saw people like coming out her neck ab- excuse me. I saw people coming out her neck about it. And I not that I so like not flat out agree with her, right? Um mm-hmm. but I do go like, yeah, well, I mean, like that makes sense. Like, you know, as time goes, like, you know. 93 Larry Bird's in your top five basketball players all the time. You know, when fucking mm-hmm. time goes by and he's not in your top five basketball players all the time anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, me and you have discussed before, like, yo, know, lists are kind of dumb overall. Like, I'm just saying, like, oh, well, this is, this is the ultimate list because, like, everybody's right. opinions are different. And mm-hmm. a lot of it depends on the era you come from. Um, that part yeah like that part so much depends on like you know if we grew up 
in like the 90s essentially and like 90s hip hop was huge for us but like I'm gonna be honest Pac probably at one time Pac was my favorite rapper but he's not my probably mm-hmm. not even on my top 5 anymore yeah like I love him he's yeah. probably my top 10 but like he's not my top 5 cause I just in the end it's just like other dude like he died in 96 and like I know there was a lot of records that came out since then but <laughs> like a motherfucker <laughs> Yeah. You know, like a lot of that is not great music. It's a lot of like pieced together shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and shout out to Big, but Big passed a couple months later. Six months was I think it was like six months almost on the dot later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of music that's come out since then, and a lot of amazing yeah. rappers have come out since then. Yeah, I I think that you hit the nail on the head um, when you talk about uh, or when you mentioned that it's absolutely tied to whatever era you came up in. Um, I know some elder cats, you can't convince them that it's not <laughs> Melly Mel, Caz, yeah. you know, maybe KRS or Kane, you know what I mean? Um, niggas might do Just Ice in the mix, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't convince cats that it's not that list you yes. know what I mean of, of people and I think that we'd be well served if we acknowledge and really internalize the fact that this shit your five is your five yes absolutely <laughs> you know what I'm saying I think that um, this kind of like debate culture or way of thinking about art um, has kind of mirrored how we think about, you know, like sports mm-hmm. yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, you know, that's 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 part of uh that's part of the game nowadays. But like legit, like if I if I come we were kinda uh talking about it uh before we got on on mic and on camera earlier. If I come on the internet and I say, yo, my five favorites, Kane, Slick Rick, Big Nas J, whatever you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. W- whatever the list would look like, you get people who come in. Well, you forgot about Doom, yeah. <laughs> nigga. It's my I just list. wrote. <laughs> dog, I just wrote like five thousand words about Doom mm-hmm. and his fucking childhood and everything else. I didn't forget about Doom. You know what I'm saying? I'm not forgetting about any of these people. It's just my list. Yes. So I think that. Um, you know, of course she was going to get flack. Like you said, you know, she gets flack about pretty much anything that she says, uh, Jamel Hill. But like, yeah, like to her at some point, it's not going to be big and Pac. Yeah. Pac was never in my five. You know what I mean? That was just me. Yeah. yeah. And I understand the point that she's saying, but also on uh, in, in the inverse of that, acknowledge that this shit is going to come down to your own personal preference. So Pac and Big don't got to move out of the top five for some of us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? For others, absolutely. So I'm not trying to like play the fence. It's just, it's, it's really how I see it. Yeah, absolutely. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's, it's, it's fucking subjective. Yeah. <laughs> you know it, what I'm saying? It's art, man. And art is subjective. There's no like, you know, there's no real winners and losers and shit. Yeah, man. It's just, you know, your top five is your top five. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to Jamel Hill for being fucking brave. Oh, <laughs> and listen, outspoken. dog. I like 
it's almost complete like rat blasphemy to be like big and pocket in your top in in the top five. Like that's it's blasphemy right. to do that. So right, um, it's definitely one of those things where you're like, oh, it's it, it's it's a very like tricky hill to go out to like, go out on with that. But mm-hmm. I, like I said, man, like it, it's it's so subjective. Um, it's art. It's not a, it's not like a, it's not a sport. It's not win or lose. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, Nobody scored the most rat points. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like, that makes them the greatest. They don't even make you the greatest in basketball for real. No, you know what I mean? No. We're talking top fives. Like it's, how do you even, uh, quantify any of this shit? Yeah. I mean, it's it, like, you know, like you said, it's personal choice. It's who's in your top five. And my shit kind of shifts and moves all the time. It, it's all the kind of all depends on how I'm feeling for the day. You know what I mean? If I go and listen yeah. to a bunch of Pac shit, like I throw on a Pac playlist or something, I'll fuck around and be like, yo, man, Pac was really, really good, man. It's killing that shit. Yeah. And then, like, you know, next thing I know, he's like, yeah, you know what? Pac, Pac is in my top five. And then, like, two weeks mm-hmm. later, I'm listening to somebody else and I'm like, he's not in my top five anymore. So yeah. it, 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 yeah. it's such a subjective thing, you know what I mean? Um, I will say this one person who is really trying to push himself out of the top five of everything. <laughs> Is your man Dr. Dre? <laughs> man, definitely not in the top five great human beings. Yeah, he ain't the top five dad. Like, he ain't in that list at all. Um, so apparently, like, reports came out last week that uh, Dr. Dre's eldest daughter, um, she's, I think, 38, they said, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um She's like living out of her car. She has, I think, three kids, two or three kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's like living out of her car. And like Dre has not reached out to do anything to help her. I, I guess they don't have like a great relationship or whatever. Um, yeah. But Dre's worth like damn near a billy, if not yeah. worth a bill. A billion. Yeah. I like me as a father, there is absolutely nothing. Like my kids piss me off on a regular basis. You know what I've I mean? Seen it. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's okay. That's what kids do. Like, I piss my mom off still now. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm a grown fucking man. Mm-hmm. My thing is, if you like, it doesn't matter what. That, like, I don't care if she was, you know, a drug addict and he won't give her money because he don't want to. Those are a your grandkids that are yeah. part of this as well, not just your daughter, but. Mm-hmm. It's nothing for you. Literally nothing to be like, yo, here's, I'll get you a place. You guys can get a place mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll get you a nicer car just so you got something more reliable, blah, 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 yeah. blah. I, like, I can't get you a job, but I can do, you know what I mean? I, I mean, he could, like, literally could just call yeah. fucking Jimmy Iovine and get her a job at Apple somewhere or some shit like that. Like, right. it's right. not, it's nothing. And I just look at that kind of shit and it's like that, and, and you know, I'm sure people go like, oh, well, you don't know they family, little internal issues and all that kind of shit. In the end, none of that matters. Like, yeah, what did she do? Yeah, it, it, what issue? What issue have you had with your child? I don't got kids, mm-hmm. so it's a limit to you know how much I'm gonna say. What issue have you had with your child where you was like, you know what? After that, if they was homeless, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. It's, it's no it's no family member. I've clashed heads with people in my family and they these ain't my kids. 
I've clashed with people in my family before or had disagreements or didn't like how they was doing X, Y, Z or whatever. There's nothing my family member has done to me. Whereas whereas I could be up here and they living in a car. You're not down bad. You got to be living your motherfucking car. Yeah. 20 bands could change your life if you living in a fucking car. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? He could. And, and like, I'm not saying he got to do this kind of shit because, you know, whatever. Like, that's his life. But my thing is a million dollars to that woman wouldn't, wouldn't be. He wouldn't feel it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's your kid, dog. Like, in the end. I don't care how toxic or nasty. Like, yo, man, me and my pop, I met my pop once in my life. One time, mm-hmm. my whole life. I mean, other than maybe like he came around a couple times when I was a baby. But like as yeah. as a as a like as far as much as I can remember back to when I was like four, five, six years old. I've met him once in my life, and that was just a few years ago, maybe like five years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. I have no relationship with him. We have not spoken since that time. If I found out that he was homeless and needed like money to get a place or even a hotel for uh, for the night or whatever, I'd probably do it. Now I ain't got no money. I'm poor as fuck. But yeah, if he was down that bad, I'd try to help him out. Because in the end, like he's still a human being. Like that. Like as f- that's how I look at things too. Like my whole my whole being just goes. You know, I mean, you've talked about this on the podcast. Like we people wake up every day and choose to allow people to sleep on the street. And for me, that's mm-hmm. painful. Like it it bothers me that that's a choice that we make in this society. And yeah. 100%. For it to be one of my kids, no matter how fucked up and toxic that relationship is, doesn't matter, yeah. man. Like I I you know, me and my kids' mother relationship isn't that toxic, but like we're not, you know, we're we're friendly, you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. I would never wish ill on her. And we've had some of the nasty, some of the nastiest shit to each other in the world. But there is Mm -hmm. no way I would want her to be homeless. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I don't get that shit, and I don't understand the 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 thinking behind it. And the way it was reported is that he knew about it. It wasn't like the story broke and he found out the same time the story broke that we did. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I, you know, I don't know. It's it's always a limit to. how much I talk about other people's business. Yeah. Um, that shit as a human being, that shit is ill to me. Yes, yeah. I, I, so even if so if you didn't if you didn't know until this story broke, I'm expecting that young lady and them kids to be, you know Gucci. You you made a call yes. and you and you hooked it up. You know what I'm saying? If even if guilt like that, made you do it, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like yeah. guilt that's crazy. Guilt should have you do it then. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 it's crazy to me. I I, I just don't, I, I don't know how that shit can operate, man. Like, it's it's wild to me, man. Um, yeah. On to some better news. Some more fun. Something more fun to talk about. <laughs> it should look like it could have went <laughs> oh, yeah. another way shit to where looked, it wasn't yeah, fun. It should look like I was going to go left. <laughs> um, last week, the greatest versus battle that we've ever had happened. It's up there. It's up there. Um, <laughs> the locks versus Dipset was Man. utterly amazing. Uh, was one of the best. It was. It, it felt like a sporting event because you're just like sharing this experience with other people online mm-hmm. and um, on social media, and uh, memes were crazy and 
it was like it was literally one of the most fun times I had in a in a while. Like just yeah. even, and like especially like most fun times I've had just like kind of sitting in my house. Like you know what I mean? It's quarantine and shit. Yeah. Or pandemic. Yeah. And it was it was great. Uh the locks had a master class, especially Jada Kiss, a master class uh-huh. in MCing and like really meaning yeah. like like crowd control and moving the crowd. Like he uh-huh. was excellent. I loved seeing Jada get his flowers. Even though I'm 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 a bigger Styles fan than I am a Jada fan, but I can't uh-huh. deny the fact that Jada has like the bigger hits. Like you know what I mean? That's oh, that's yeah. undeniable. Um, but I re- it really for me it showed a couple things. A, it showed the locks are family and love each other. Yeah. Like, you could feel it in the performance. Yes. Even to the fact where they set it up. Like, you know, Sheik was obviously going to get called out as the weakest link and blah, 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 blah. Even though I think Sheik is mm-hmm. very, very talented. I love Sheik, yeah. though. <laughs> I go hold you. I've said, I think I've said it on this podcast before. Of their first, of those three solo records that they first put out each, those first rec- solo records, yeah, their debut solo records. I think Sheik's was the best simply because he just did Sheik. He didn't try to mm-hmm. make a crossover record. He didn't try to do. Mm-hmm. He just made Sheik records. Yeah, and they set up to be like, okay, these are like Sheik's three best verses. We're playing mm-hmm. these. You know what Let's I mean? Go. This is Styles' yeah. biggest songs. We're gonna do Styles' biggest songs, and then mm-hmm. we're gonna let Jada play. And like, it was a game plan. And I, and more than likely. For me, what it showed is that these dudes perform together on a regular basis, that they have some of the best chemistry you'll ever see. Um, mm-hmm. I saw people talking about like, yo, they they moved up another notch on that like greatest hip hop groups of all time, yeah. which I completely agree with. You know what's crazy about that? And I'm glad you said that because uh, I had this thought. Um, this whole moment for Kiss and for the locks themselves it reminds me of when uh black thought dropped the uh the funk flex yes, freestyle absolutely. and the whole world was like oh yeah, yeah. this is why <laughs> we love this dude yeah. you know what i'm saying and and people who may not have been as familiar are like oh shit like yes. it, they kind of you know came to attention so yeah i'm i'm like ecstatic for them i feel a little sad for dipset they came <laughs> off really I, bad it was bad. And and I get that a lot of it was theatrics. You know, I get that y'all are going to go out on tour and get some money together and all of that. Y'all ain't look good in that shit. And I love the dip set. I heard motherfuckers being like, yeah, like motherfuckers coming to the timeline. Like, yeah, I known since 01 the dip set was Cordy. I'm like, oh, now y'all coming back. You know what I mean? Um, kind of Monday morning quarterback yes. in uh, Dipset's legacy. I get that Dipset had a lot of very corny movements. A lot of uh, that the movement itself had a lot of corny elements to Purple it. Purple City Bird Gang. Come on, you know what I mean? Cam Cam can rhyme. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He I've did, heard cats. He did everything he could in that battle, like everything. Man. Yeah, remember when Bruce Lee in the movies, Bruce Lee used to come in the dojo, he'd throw his jacket off, <laughs> yeah. and he, he got a rumble like nine or twelve niggas. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Cam was doing. Cause them motherfuckers, man, I can't think of who uh said it, but they was like, Man, uh the locks took it back to the cold crush. Them niggas was doing routines mm-hmm. and shit. The DJ was doing the jigga jigga, bringing the bringing the beat out and bringing it back. They really took it back 
to the core of what this shit yes. is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They put on we a talk show. about a hundred percent. We we talk a lot about albums in like contemporary mm-hmm. hip hop discourse. We talk about, you know, we measure we really measure impact by the album, you know what I mean, as like a, a construct. This shit started as a live yes. fucking medium. You know what I mean? You had to go somewhere and you had to do this shit in front of a bunch of people. You know what I mean? And the locks really showed. And it's crazy how it, it kind of dovetailed because we've also been having a conversation about rolling loud and people performing over their vocals. Yes. And, and, you know, the vocal tracks and not really bringing that stage presence and that full performance. The locks showed niggas that this is how it's done. And I think, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've seen a few people reconsidering them yeah. as far as like their their place in the 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 pantheon of like great hip hop groups. I've seen it. You know what I mean? We seeing it play out where people are like considering them more and, mm-hmm. and, and recognizing that their greatness. Yeah, I, I one thing too, I think um so I think what hurt Dipset too is simply that like some of that music just doesn't stand up to the test of time. Right. And right. Um, the locks, one thing the locks was really good at, cause you know, me and you have criticized Swiss beats beats on several occasions. And I, I always thought like his, that keyboardy shit just never really was like my favorite thing, but yeah, the locks picked the best Swiss beats beats and <laughs> they knew how to rhyme to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I really think that showed in that, like, their music standed more of the test of time. Um, mm-hmm. One thing, too, uh, they, I wonder, I didn't see, I really didn't see anybody talking about this, and I know I, I heard it. They have a part in one of their songs, one of the first songs they performed, where they say, a lot of y'all are the H word. They specifically changed their vocal to, a lot of y'all no-nos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. wow. Like, and we had talked before on uh, about verses and how like we listen, like you're listening to some of this older stuff and you're like, oh wow, like this is really like yeah. misogynistic oh, and homophobic uh, and yeah, shit yeah. like that. They yeah. made a specific point. And even at one point where they go, they said something and they're like, yeah, to our bitches, yeah, yeah, our women. Like, yo, shout out to our women out there. So like I think they consciously <laughs> yeah. were like, oh, like. We need to evolve ourselves as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's do this a little different. Yes. You know what and I, mean? I really, I really appreciated that aspect. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they just, I mean, it was just a masterclass. And like, it, you could really see too, like, Jim and, and, and Cam and Joel's, there's issues there. Like, there's still issues there. They have deep seated problems mm. within each other. Like, they haven't really, um, I don't think they ever really super addressed. Yeah, they was beefing. Yes. like they, like Cam was on Instagram mm-hmm. telling stories <laughs> about fucking Mendices from loving hip hop beating Jim Jones up. Like, is you know what I mean? Like, I man, it's no. We we go back to what we were talking about with the Dre thing. I couldn't imagine. There's nothing you could do to me. Mm-hmm. That would make me be on the internet. If anything, if we if we got to a point where it was like, yo, we can't fuck with each other, then we just can't fuck with each yeah. other. There's no, there's nothing I could imagine 
and it, you doing, and then I'm on uh, IG with some other motherfucker talking shit about you. Yeah. Like, it, th- th- yeah, like you said, it's, it's definitely been some, like, deep-seated shit. I hope that this whole experience of them coming back together to do this versus and this tour uh, kind of heals the, whatever yeah. they had going on in Dipset. But, yeah, it just, you know, the locks came, like you said, with a game plan. They had a fucking strategy mm-hmm. and decades and decades of chemistry. They got together in the 90s yeah. as a rap group. They knew each other when they was kids. Yep. yep. In the fucking 80s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They've been rhyming together since the 90s. You can't fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? You hear like the Cold Crush or Crash Crew or any of those old groups. That shit's synergy. Yeah. That's like listening to the fucking Temptations sing together. You can't. I felt like Cam, you know, he came up there with the uh, the beach chair and shit. Yeah. You can't you can't out swag three decades of of intense brotherhood yeah, and chemistry. Nah. And, and you can't fucking do I it. I think I think Cam thought like I, I'll be able to coast through this early, and then they threw two duds out early, and mm-hmm. Cam had to get up off that fucking beach chair because like yeah, that shit wasn't working, yeah. dog. And yeah, um, like I said, I do I did love like the shit talking back and forth to each other. Fucking when Jewels goes. Y'all, y'all ain't got no no hits. Y'all, y'all ain't got no music for the ladies and shit like that. And it's like, first yeah, of yeah. all, how could you be that wrong? <laughs> and then they go through a medley of like, ride or die, mm-hmm. bitch, knock yourself out. And then they go like, yeah. no, hold on, we gonna get in the other bag. And they throw on fucking honey remix and shit like that. Mm. And then the Mariah Carey. And Jade is like, Don't, he's like, yo, we got Grammys. Like, y- y- all y'all Grammys. know is Grams. We got Grammys. Yo. I, again, it almost felt like it was a setup to failure. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it, but yeah. again, it came to like, they just ain't have the chemistry and they probably ain't like, there's no practice aspect of it for them. And they mm-hmm. thought they could just come out there and coast on Dipset love and like that yeah. didn't work you know what i mean which you know new york new york loved dipset. oh absolutely Philly loved dipset mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but yeah it was the locks night um that's the ill thing about verses yo like um you can show up and you don't know because a lot of people were saying i was talking with uh the homie k shout out to k about this a lot of people on the timeline versus is about hits mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I think we're seeing it change a little bit more where it's not so heavy on hits. I think a lot of people thought because Dipset stretched and tried to make hits, they made more like pop friendly music on purpose. I think a lot of people thought that they were going to come out and smoke the locks off the strength of that but the locks i mean the locks came up in the jiggy era yes. you know what i'm saying they started with big and puff and all them you think they didn't have a record with mariah <laughs> you know what i'm saying you think jada told you i did real songs with big no made up <laughs> yeah. shits you know what i'm saying they bring they put come on man you in madison square garden and you throw on the biggie uh the uh who shot your shit and then he just just flowing off the top or that like, come on man, you you it it almost feels like you said like it was a setup. Thought my favorite part, and you comment because I made a post about this and you commented on it when Cam started to try and freestyle. 
acapella. And, oh, and he had like he got like man. two bars in and just was like, all right, I'm, I'm bailing on this. Yeah. It was yeah. the funniest he, shit in the world, dog. He felt he felt that yeah. it was coming. <laughs> I was like, oh, this ain't because I was sitting there going like, oh, this isn't this is not the time for that. Like, don't don't do that nah, right B. now. Nah, and Cam Cam is nice. Yeah. And I don't wanna I don't want it to seem like I'm like downplaying them. I never fucked with Jewels like that. I never liked you know Jewels. what I mean? Jim, I'm more so like Jim when he was doing the shit with Max. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? When they was briefly doing shit together. Uh but Cam Cam, we talked about it on um, the joint where we were talking about our favorite yes. MCs throughout the decades. Cam is one of those people, there's not a lot of people that I'd rather hear rap more than him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It might be people like Ghost Big, Slick Rick, you know, a few people that I love to hear. Lauren, you know what I mean? Who we're going to talk about later. Uh, people who I want to hear rap more than anybody, Cam is up there. So I'm not fronting on Cam. But that cool shit, Man, when it's when it's time to perform and it's time to rhyme, that cool shit go out the yeah. door. Yeah. And he came on some trying to trying to be laid back and extra cool. Nah, the motherfuckers came and was swinging at your head, and and we saw what happened. So when when I saw the Dane have, so I've seen Dipset perform a couple times live. When they came up on stage, first of all, when they came up on stage with forty dudes. Which is their was was their regular. Like every time I've seen them perform, there was forty dudes on stage. But they didn't yeah, come yeah. up on stage with the ball on the crutches. Remember, they used to always have a oh, ball on the crutches with a missing leg. When yeah, he yeah. wasn't up there, I was like, I don't know, they might be in trouble, man. It's not official. <laughs> they have him. They ain't have motherfucker Hell Rail. Oh. They ain't have Opera Steve. Yeah. Don't, and, they, and now they, they brought they him out when they started doing Killer Cam, Killer Killer Cam. Like if if they brought it would have swing. That could have like swung it. That might have swung it. I, I was waiting yeah, for it, but they, it didn't happen. That's like the Hail Mary. Like, yeah. oh, dog, we gotta get Opera Steve. I wouldn't be surprised if Cam was like trying to like text this thing. I don't know where Opera Steve live. It probably in the Bronx somewhere. <laughs> It was like right texting that nigga to come. No Cat Williams on on, on stage with him, like with the, the <laughs> dipset chain. Yeah, y'all was fucking up. They should have brought the uh, the white boy. Remember the white boy with the all pink mm-hmm. on when it was <laughs> in the videos. Him and Cam yes. posted up. Man, yeah. Pink Panther boy. I ain't bring him up. Yeah. It was it was destined. It was destined to fail. Yeah, and then you know you got my man Joel Santana out there dressed like a Goodwill bin. It just wasn't oh, a good look. <laughs> they said Virgil. Did they say Virgil like made that hat do rag? I think thing so. Yeah, yeah. Did he had on man? Virgil could have kept that. Jada, Jada took his <laughs> took his bandana off and threw it. I was like, man, this shit. I'm glad they. I'm glad they didn't fight. Yes, me too. I don't know. I don't know how much of that was like staged. Yeah, but when I saw the ah, damn, I can't remember. It was like pretty early on. And they were kind of like chest to chest in mm-hmm. each other. I got nervous. Like, yeah, I, I thought I don't want y'all to fight. I, I was worried too. I honestly, especially when like yeah. that's like so when they first come out on stage, there's like forty people on stage or whatever. Madness. When <laughs> all those people came back on stage after they had cleared it off, and like in toward the end, like a bunch, like again, it was like 40, 50 people on stage. Mm-hmm. I was like, because it all it takes is one of those idiots. 
You know what I mean? One dude, he ain't got much going on. He from the block. Yeah, he going right yeah. back to like not the gentrified part of Harlem. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like all it takes is that dude to act dumb. And then next thing you know, like it's an all out brawl on stage. And we know from stories, it ain't like the locks going back down from that shit. So I was going to say, if it's one dude who gets like a little too active, them dudes aren't going to be like, oh, you know, we, we hear it versus, yeah. you know, let's let's be professional. Nah, they, they, they will fuck this motherfucker up. They legit, like there's a story out there, it's been told a couple of times, but like go look it up if you don't, if you never heard it. They legit was going to fuck up Mike Tyson one time because he was getting too like flirty <laughs> with Eve. So, you know, if they willing to go in on Mike. They had a huddle. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Imagine me and you somewhere. We're huddled. Like, yo, we about to stab Mike Tyson. Yeah. Like, come on. So, come on. I, I was really, really glad that nothing popped off. And I, like, I'm not gonna lie. That show that they t- they said they're going on tour. Um, there, there's only a few uh, cities right now. They said they were adding more. And if they come to yeah. Philly, like, I'm not gonna lie. I would love to see uh, Locks, Dipset, and State Pro- and State Props gonna be there too. So. Mm-hmm. I would love it, man. Like I, I, I would love that show. You know, if I'm VIP and I don't gotta actually stand in a crowd with a bunch of people. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> someone wants to me on one of the like the Jetsons. They crib yeah. was like the long pole in the sky, and then the crib is like on a platform. Yeah, absolutely. Had me on one of them shits. Yeah, like how the Electric Factory had like that second floor where you could kind of be like separated from everybody. Let me get yeah. that one. Like I'll do that. Yeah. Um, I think we could uh, move because we got a, a crate, an album to talk about this week. That's that's really great. Um, yeah. So Nas dropped King's Disease too, and mm-hmm. it is a flat out banger. Yeah, got the internet going nuts. Yes. Yeah. God damn. And I'm, I'm really glad damn. he got to drop this, and Kanye West did another like, you know, I'm gonna drop the album, and then like, <laughs> you know, floated up into space at his live listening to, and no one's heard from him since. So. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad Nas yeah. got like this weekend to himself type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know people uh, talk about like every time Nas drop, Jay will yeah. drop something. <laughs> you know what I mean? To kind of like steal his shine, yeah. as as the theory goes. Yeah, so Nas absolutely deserves uh, the love that he's been getting. I was talking with Lisa about it earlier. I was like, "Yo, it's crazy," because Nas will put out a record. Like this happened with the first King's Disease and people like so it happened also with this. People uh, are like shocked. Like, Oh, man, Nas put out a dope. (laughs) He been doing it for a while. People said that about uh, Life is Good. People were like, yo, I can't believe how good this record is. Nas, he like 40 and this record is great. I mean, I think we're at the point. I think Nas. um has earned some bad will yes. in in the past. Yeah. I don't think that his fan base trusts him. Yeah. But at this point, I mean, I'm willing to say like, you know, if Nas put if Nas say he going to put out another one in a year or two, this shit might be banging. Yeah. He in a fucking he's in a zone. He's in a nice zone right yeah, now. Yeah, I think I do think this album's better than King's the first King's Disease. Um, King's Disease One or whatever. Mm-hmm. I do think this is a better record. Um, and honestly, like I, I was thinking about this. I was like, I mean, he could easily get a, a, another uh, a fucking Grammy for this. Like, this is a great album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
it it's it's it, you're right and you know he's had some ill will <laughs> um <laughs> uh, i thought about it as soon as you said like bad well i was like oh you miss ill will like um yeah. but uh yeah he's earned some of that like he's made some bad records in the past yeah. uh, i heard i saw um the homie hip-hop Tehran um say this is his best album since illmatic dog that blew me away <laughs> shout out to hip-hop Tehran. I said this to the list. I was like, dog, my man Hip Hop Tehran, who, you know, through our life has been like the most critical yes. hip hop dude. Niggas on Twitter, like, fuck them, you know. No, we grew up with on one of the most critical dudes in hip hop ever. Man. So my man, super knowledgeable, super passionate, mad critical. You don't get you don't get no easy wins nah, with, not at all. with my man Tehran. He said that this record was his Nas's best since Illmatic. I was taken aback. Yeah, yeah, so was I. I ain't even commenting. Me on neither. It. I saw I was, it was so, just like, I was taken aback. I said, you know what? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna let you rock. Cause I'm gonna say something <laughs> and then you're gonna make me look stupid by dropping some fact. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna let you rock. <laughs> he dog. gonna hit you with the well actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I don't I don't agree with that. Like I love I I think it was written as probably just as good as Illmatic, and me personally, right? It's it's clearly it was written. Um, it's clearly it was written. And I really enjoyed Life is Good. I thought Life is Good is a great record. I think this probably could be better mm-hmm. than Life is Good. King's Disease, like, I'm going to let it grow on me a little bit because I allowed yeah. Life's, Life is Good to grow on me. Um, yeah. This could be better. I do. I kind of like already kind of think it's maybe a little better. But yeah, I will say like. It is he. And that's the that's the sad part is that he's had so many duds that he's thrown out over the, in the past that you can go like, damn man, like he he really has like you know he you can make an argument for that. But I will say this: if you can say that a guy at recorded an album at like seventeen, eighteen years old, and mm-hmm. now is almost fifty, and dropped mm-hmm. a stellar project. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of rock groups that can do that can make those claims. There's definitely not a lot of like singers and shit like that that can make those claims. Yeah. The fact that my man put out one of the greatest albums in all genres of music in Illmatic at like 18, 19 years old. As a baby. And now at like I think he's like 48. Um drops King's King's Disease 2 and it is a fucking solid record. There isn't any of the uh you know, woe is me guy shit on here that like was a bunch of that was on mm-hmm. a bunch of songs on Kings is the first on, one, yeah. yeah. Um, there's none of that on this. Um, there's it, it's it's he's like in pocket on everything, it's so good, man. The only yeah. bad part for me, I don't like the A Boogie with the hoodie joint, I don't like that song. Mm-hmm. That's definitely one of the weakest to me. It ain't your man, Eminem. <laughs> We about to part ways on this. Watch. Oh wow, really? Watch. I'll say this. For me. Go ahead. I'm, I I'm, love ahead. that I'll song. I really, really, I love how like the beat switch in the beginning of it, and like mm-hmm. EPMD being on it. Like they sound great. Um, mm-hmm. Nas is awesome on the track, and then like M comes in with like the uh, I couldn't, <laughs> man, I just couldn't. And I, but I still love that song. I'll just fast forward every time M comes on. Yeah. I you know I adore uh, 
I adore EPMD. So anytime Eric and Parrish show up on anything, I'm all over it. And M, I will say this, M's verse, because I was waiting, because a lot of people was like, man, M with this bullshit verse. And then the M stands were like, I've literally seen M stands like, yo, that's the best verse on the whole album. So I was like, okay, I'm probably going (laughs) to fall somewhere in the middle. Um, But I was expecting to dislike it. The first half of M's verse, I'm mad we given <laughs> M so so much country in this fucking uh in this breakdown. But um the first half of M's verse, I thought he was doing like chip foo from Fushnickens type flows. Mm-hmm. It was like the the fast like ba-da-da, ba-da-da, type shit. Um little like I don't I don't know how to uh put that in in like musical terms, like those little like flams that he he that chip foo did a lot. Um, so the first half of the verse, I was like, all right, whatever. He got into a groove toward the half, mm-hmm. like the middle of it toward the end. Real. Sh- I swear, I swear to God, dog, I was listening to this shit in headphones and I was like rocking with him. And it gave me the same feeling of when I would hear him on like the wake up show. Okay. Word. And he was just like super like technically precise and it, it physically felt good to hear him spit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like this real shit, this this is my favorite M verse that I've heard wild, in a while. Bro. In a long time. You know what I mean? So I I don't think he necessarily like fit on the song, but whatever. What I, <laughs> you know what I mean? When you mention that, um, with the Chip Food thing, I wonder if he kind of tried to go in and do like a more of a retro style as he was like doing it. You know what I mean? That's what it felt and, like. And to like me. That, that, da, 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 and like that up and then down, up and then down thing. Yeah. I wonder if he was like, oh, like we're gonna be on a joint with EPMD and Nas and these dudes is eighties, mm-hmm. nineties dudes. Like I, I I'm gonna go into the, like this kind of flow. I wonder if that was an aspect yeah. of it. Um and and M's like a student. Of yeah, this oh shit. absolutely. So you know, he's definitely uh, an astute student of other people's patterns mm-hmm. and all of that. And and like any person who's like great at their instrument, they can listen to you do a pattern, absorb it, and then do it in yes. another way. So, yeah, I definitely got that feeling. It wouldn't surprise me if, if uh, you asked him about it. He'd be like, oh, I was channeling like a little chip foo mm-hmm. right there, or, you know, a little foo snickens. But, um yeah, the EPMD is cool. Um, that fucking the Lauren joint, man, man, oh fucking man. Does the um, source still do like verse of the month or whatever? Like, I don't know what the source does. <laughs> the source, some venture capitalists need to give me some money so I can fucking buy the source. That's what that's what needs to happen. But whatever, serious um, source I'm shit. Like I'm just saying, Pff, man, we bring back the old mind squad. But they all work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, listen. That the fucking Lauren joint, uh, nobody absolutely, if the source were still doing rhyme of the month, I'd give it to Lauren. Could give it to Nas yeah, too. He's you great on that song like as well. He, yeah. Man, he's he's killing it. And that's another thing that um, you know, uh struck me and made me feel good listening to this record i don't love all of the production on it i think that but i i more so 
love that him and Hit Boy seem to have a relationship that makes Nas comfortable. Yes, absolutely. You and can, it makes you can feel that. You know what I'm saying? It makes Nas comfortable, but also makes Hit Boy comfortable as a producer to uh to stretch out mm-hmm. and do different things. So I don't I don't love all of the beats on it. It's not like my, you know, it's not it's even Nas record. Well, close you're to never being gonna like, love every beat on it. <laughs> Unless it was written yes. by Illmatic, but you know what I mean? If if I can take that and I can take not being in love with the production because of how comfortable Nas sounds. And like you said, he and Pocket on this. Like remember when when um Khaled put that song Nas out, Nas album done. Yeah, Nas album was done. And they had his vocal all offbeat yeah. and shit. And I was saying to niggas, it's crazy because um I would love to ask Nas about that. People were like, oh, Nas, he can't rhyme on beat no more. I was like, dog, I'm telling you what happened. Somebody got that verse mm-hmm. and uh, and lined it up wrong, and that's why he sounds out of pocket like that. You can't convince me that this nigga heard a beat and decided with that that kind of uh, you know rhythmic contour mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Some engineer did that, but whatever. Nas sounds in pocket on this shit. I love the joint... Um, What's it called? Uh, store run. Oh yeah, I love that joint. I love that joint. Dog, he he opened up. He said, "Um, my thumb struck a lot of lighters, pulled a lot of all nighters, banned from the after hour spots. My crew choose violence." Come on, man. <laughs> he, dog. Come on. He's a master teacher, and you saw it on this record. Like, yeah. You know, we've seen it on other stuff, but like this was a like from beginning to end. Like I said, even though there's a couple of joints I'm not in love with, mm-hmm. Nas is a master teacher on this joint. Like he's yeah. he's at like the pinnacle of all his abilities and shit. Like it, it's yeah. really really I'll great, s- man. I'll say this, and I had this thought um, probably listening to that song and that opening verse uh, on Storm Run. He rapping better than Hove is, right? Oh, hundred percent. I love Hove. No disrespect to Hove, but yeah, hundred percent. Come on, man. Yeah, I, I, Come on. I like he's, and I think part of that is Nas has been in the studio doing work, and yeah. you know, Jay is teaming up with Will Smith to like invest in companies that seem to be scams or whatever. So <laughs> I don't know. I hope that's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I I really love this record. Like you said, I was really surprised when I saw Lauren. I immediately went to the world, you know, if I rode the world. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I was expecting her to sing on the track. Like that's immediately what I yeah. thought. And then when I heard her rhyme, I was like, oh. like it, it made like it made here warm, dog. Like I was like, oh man, yeah. like that felt comfy. Like, you know what I mean? Dog. I almost cried, like real mm-hmm. shit. Like I love Lauren Hill. Um I wish she would do and- more stuff. I really, really do. Yeah, talk, I, man. It's a lot of motherfuckers. I know, you know, whatever. But it's a lot of motherfuckers. I wish I could just like just connect them with producers yeah. and like work on some shit with somebody. Them. Should she let would us be A&R one. some stuff, dog. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. You got these other fucking clowns doing it. Let us fucking do it, dog. When, because I had that same feeling too, but I had a feeling in my mind that she was going to mm-hmm. rhyme. Especially when Nas went through that first pass of like a verse 
and she didn't come on yes. singing immediately yeah, yeah. and then he came in with another he came in rhyming again i was like no she gonna jump in and 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 rhyme and end this shit watch and she came on and was flowing dog i did like the I had to cover my face yeah. up, dog. Like it's yeah, it it almost brought me to tears, like hearing that shit and hearing her rhyme. Cause like, fuck all the like, oh she late, show up to a concert, whatever. You know what I mean? That's that's what it whatever. You know what I mean? I, I don't want nobody to feel like I'm glossing over that because no. you know you're a performer, you show up and perform. Mm-hmm. Whatever. She is one of the fucking greats. Oh yeah, she's she. You know what I mean? She's an utterly amazing artist. And like I said, like I I I wish she did more stuff. I really really do. Um, and like when I heard her rhyme, I was just like, oh wow, like. And mm-hmm. not that I forgot how great she is because I didn't. Like I, there's no part yeah. of me that forgets how great Lauren is, but. Like she's right, and I'm just like, man, she's a master. Like she's so good, and I don't think we ever got the amount of stuff we we should have got from her. She should have been like, and, and you know, personal shit and like record shit and all that other shit to the side. I just wish we got more, just because like she's so good and she's such an amazing yeah. artist. Um, yeah, man. And listen, I don't know anybody listening to this podcast who did not listen to that King's Disease record. Like I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you haven't, go listen to it. It is. It's. I'm yeah. telling you now. It probably is on my top five for the year. Like right now, it's probably on my top five for the year, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. But um, we can wrap. Uh, hey, we just dropped a new T-shirt. Literally today, um, as we're recording this, I, right before we recorded, I dropped a new shirt on the on the site. Um, it is a callback to when we started a petition to get rid of uh, that piece of shit racist Rizzo's um, mural in South Philly mm-hmm. um, and replace it with gritty. Uh, and it. You know, it got a little traction, and then the Wall Street Journal picked it up and mentioned, picked up that idea and mentioned the fact that we were leftist and Antifa because we wanted to replace it with gritty. Um, right. We are extreme leftists and we are Antifa, so whatever. So we launched right. a, t- a new T-shirt on the um, site that says "Official Podcast of Antifa," courtesy of the Wall Street <laughs> Journal, and yeah, uh, it's available now. You can go get it. Um, I, so like when you do that, like there's price listings and suggestions and all that. And I fixed the price at a certain point because like they, they want you to charge more, the bigger the sizes get. Um, right, 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 and right. I don't like that. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I wear an XL, like I'm a bigger dude. So I don't like, I'm like, I don't want to be charging people that are bigger for any reason. Like that's bullshit. It's, you mm-hmm. know, very, um elitist bullshit so i fixed the price on it so like it's straight through i didn't it's not going to change if you need like a 4xl or whatever it's not changing the price it's 30 flat so it's up on the site it's 30 dollars. that money like really it all that helps out we're an independent venture man like you know what i mean that money helps us um come on we had and that's seriousrapshit.com. You can go there. We got plenty of other merch up there. We got the, the mugs up there, the John mugs. So like there's a lot of shit up there. Go check out the site. Go support us. It, we really appreciate it. Um we have the Serious Rap Shit Vivo channel. Uh all our videos go up there weekly. Um there's every five days there's a video up. So um this week I, I mistimed it. So in the next day or so. A new video will go up um, of us discussing our favorite producers. 
Um, mm-hmm. This is a bonus episode, essentially. Like, it is a 50-minute yeah. video. Uh, it is essentially a bonus episode of the podcast. If you want to listen to it, it will not be on the feed. It will only be on YouTube, uh, on our Vivo channel. So if you ha- you have to go subscribe to our Vivo channel. And I know by the numbers that... The people who listen to this, everybody is not subscribed to the the YouTube, the, the Vivo channel. So go subscribe to the Vivo mm-hmm. channel. Um, that will come up in the next couple of days, and that will be essentially a bonus episode. And there's new shit all the time. We're getting ready to record. As soon as this is done, we're recording another video for that already. So there's more stuff coming all the time. Check that out. Serious Rap Shit Vivo. Put it in the search bar on... Uh, on YouTube, it'll come right up. Subscribe and like and check some shit out. Um, we have the Abolish Ice t-shirt with uh, Rhythm. Shout out to Rhythm uh, on hey. Incense Trap and Yoga. Go check that out. Grab a uh, Abolish Ice t-shirt. Um, you can check us out on all socials at Serious Rap Shit um, on Instagram and Twitter. You're John underscore Liberator on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Indy, I-N-D-I mm-hmm. underscore S-R-S on Instagram and Twitter. Check us out there. Um, and other than that, I think we're good. We'll be back. Peace. Peace. Me and my friend, take this fat, 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 f